Miller and Condon. Trent Condon. This is Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station. 106.3 KXNO. All right, good morning, everybody, and welcome to Miller and Condon on a Thursday. Overcast, rainy Thursday at that. Trent Condon, Ken Miller. Uh, talking sports with you for the next couple of hours. Appreciate you uh, spending some of your time here with us this morning on the BMW of Des Moines guest list. Uh, Going to catch up with Matt Postens from Heartland College Sports. We are, what, two days away from making it official with the uh, four new schools being officially welcomed into the Big 12. We'll do that. We will bounce around the Big 12 with our friend Matt Postens from Heartland College Sports. In the 12 o'clock hour, we're going to do Two guests in one segment, two sports. We'll start with, uh, as we're looking around the NFL, we'll get Nick Athen in here on the defending Super Bowl champion, Kansas City Chiefs, uh, from Chiefs Focus and primetimesportstalk.com. Uh, Nick will kick off the hour, and then we'll switch from um, football to baseball, go down I-70. Yep, I-70 from Kansas City to St. Louis. And Brian Walton will talk about those Cardinals, whose bullpen blew another one last night. Uh, they blew 17 games last year. We After the 28th of June, last night was their 18th blown save out of the bullpen for the Redbirds. Why are they where they're at in the standings? Well, maybe you can look right there at least to begin with. So we will talk to those two Trent's plays of the day coming up uh, before we get out of here and turn things over to Murph and Andy at 1 o'clock. There is some... Uh, there was some news from the NCAA. They handed down uh, what their parameters will be as far as gambling on sports. Kind of day day dollar short. <laughs> React instead of uh, proact. That's not what you want to do. Um, and that's what they did. They didn't have anything in place. We still don't know what this means other than now we know uh, once we do get how much money these athletes were wagering, what the suspensions will look like should they be student athletes. Um, so at least we have that. Very interesting, the wording from the uh, new legislation that was handed out from the NCAA that came out yesterday. Yeah, this Mark Emmert's gone now, right? Right, yeah. Got the uh, old politician now that is yeah, taking Yeah, over. that's right. Uh, right. All wagering-related violations reported on or after May 2nd. Hmm. The following guidelines will apply. When did this come out? May 2nd, Trent. Why would you just pick... Not, why, why not that's, be first? I guess that's when they pulled their heads out of the you-know-what and realized that maybe there's going to be some gambling on sports by our student-athletes. It didn't dawn on them before at that point. I mean, it's legal in 30, I don't know, we'll just say 30. It's north of that. It is. I, I think it's 38 states 38? now is and both the District of Columbia and Puerto Rico. Holy mackerel. Uh, so they just realized, well, you can do it in your state that maybe maybe we should have some guidelines in place so yes that's why may the 2nd but it just i mean anyways it's, why should we expect anything different well, right and why do you just say may 1st yeah good point right, right. i mean it makes it's a great point it's just yeah it's the NCAA. no say april but it saved them a little bit of egg on their face <laughs> right no but oh, we'll, because we have 40 some student athletes that uh-huh. are involved here uh, starting may 2nd right. starting now the day that we caught him, just, the day we're no, we didn't catch him. We, we were alerted. We right, were alerted exactly. that it's going on. Uh, so look at. I don't know what to make of it. I I do think um, that maybe just maybe the severity that we thought might be there because nobody knew mm-hmm. what this was going to be. Is this going to going to drop the hammer? It's the NCAA. So lick your finger, 
put in the air which way is the wind blowing. That's seemingly in the past how that they came up with these guidelines. Now we have them. I don't think it's got, well, look at I, I'm speculating. They're student athletes. Yes, there is NIL money. I don't know to what extent. I don't know what situation they were in when they got to campus. If they came, if they had a lot of disposable income walking around as a college student, um, you know, but for 200, uh, less than $200, you go to class. 200 to 500, you lose 10% of your season eligibility. 500 to 800, 20%, and greater than 800, 30% of your season plus. Uh, if you are over that $800 threshold, it allows the school uh, to maybe tack on uh, to that punishment. So now we await just to see how much player A, B, C, D, and E, uh, and um, so on, how much we're wagering. This changes the equation that we've been talking about for the last two months. These guidelines make what we were hearing are going to be significant penalties for all of these guys. Oh, the story of the Virginia Tech football player. Well, that's what we use, right? Yeah. I mean, how does he feel today? Oh, it's got to be brutal, it's right? It's got to be. Yeah, he lost his whole year. And he self-reported. Uh-huh. He was initially given nine games. It right. was reduced to six. He lost half a season yep. for betting a combined, what was it, 400 bucks on the NBA Finals. Mm-hmm. Self-reporting. Right. And that's the suspension mm-hmm. he was handed down. And because of that... Not on his sport. No. Not on no. college sport. On the NBA Finals. We were led to believe that this was going to be something very similar. Mm-hmm. And if it was more significant than that, that it was going to be not just a loss of a season, maybe a loss of total NCAA eligibility. Yep. yep. Where these players, their only hope of playing college sports would be at the NAIA level. I mean, that's kind of where it felt it very well could be trending for a couple of the, including maybe the biggest name that mm-hmm. we'd heard been involved. Now, how different is it? And what the last two months have been. Yeah. From the investigation side, talking to coaches, talking mm-hmm. to the athletic department, how forthright have you been? I mean, there's so many different angles. You know to what? This. Let me stop it because I think that's going to come into play. Yes. How forthright you've been when you were brought in to a conference room or wherever you were brought in and you were asked the question, did you do it? You know, mm-hmm. we, we've got information you're part of. Is is it true? Right. Um. What what always makes things worse, the crime or the cover-up? Yes. Um, and covering up for yourself. I wonder if that will come into play as far as some of the punishment handed down to these students. Now, if indeed it's greater than 800, mm-hmm. because I'm not sure if it's only, you know, your 500 to 800, if the school has the ability to tack. Now, I guess you don't have to play them. Right. Yeah, I mean, you can exactly. sit them on the bench. Yeah. Um, and not let him take a spot or her spot on the field. Well, and if you signed a letter of intent, I mean, there's a lot of wiggle yes. room there for universities. Yes. Absolutely is. And if you have something like this in illegal activity, they mm-hmm. easily could kick you off the team, mm-hmm. even if it doesn't get to that $800 thre- threshold. Right. The other thing that I had a couple of people wonder about, this is not betting $200 a time or $800 no, this plus is a time. cumulative. This is cumulative. I mean, it's very easy. You put a couple hundred bucks in your account. You win a couple. Yeah. Yeah. And even if you're betting 10, 20 bucks a mm-hmm. game, that adds up quickly. Even if you're 500, well, your money's staying in there and you're betting 20 bucks at a time. Right. I mean, you're talking about you know, 40 bets mm-hmm. over the course of a football season. It's mm-hmm. pretty easy to do. I think. A couple of weeks. Yeah. Throwing 20 bucks down, 25 bucks down on a couple of games. Yeah, that's going to add up very quickly. So that's the other portion of this that I think uh, people need to realize. It looks like, I think some people read it as they're betting $800 or more at a time, that's not what this uh-huh. is. Like you said, it's cumulative, and those will add up. So, so um, 
Obviously, yesterday's show proved yet another um, fault of ours. We can't do math to save our lives, and we knew going in. In fact, I said, I'm just trying to be sure we want to go down this math equation. But so, I think I've got this one right. Okay. But I'm blaming you for yesterday. What, what, what happened yesterday? I don't even we're, remember. We're trying to cut the Cardinals to the playoffs, trying to figure out what they need to, what they... We were what, close. We were close. I'll give it to you. Yeah. Right, we were close. Um, so, help me out with this, Trent Condon. <clears throat> it's... The, the uh, player has a, a bet um, six hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. So now he's in that twenty percent of the season eligibility. He's a football player. Twelve games it makes a a football season. Yes. So he's going to lose two point four games. Two point four games. So how the hell are you going to do that? Uh, he's able to come back with a couple minutes left to go in the second, second quarter. quarter. <laughs> Probably not. I am going to. Do they guess, round up or down? I think they round up, or to the nearest denominator. And I would guess, and it's just a guess, yeah, that the NCAA would round up. Mm-hmm. And if it's that ten percent of a season reduction, that's one point two games, right? That they'd round up to two. Yeesh. That one could be impactful because yeah. we know what happens in week two. Oh my! Yeah, in the state of Iowa yeah. with the Cyhawk game, that is yeah. week. Two mm-hmm. this season. So mm-hmm. that is one to keep an eye on. Again, it is just a guess, but I anticipate the NCAA mm. would round up in all of these figures. So yes, if it is that reduction that you're talking about, you're talking about two games, three games, but even if you bet more than $800, 30% of the season. Yeah. We're not talking about a huge number here. Even mm-hmm. that rounded up is four games. Mm-hmm. Not what we were thinking. Half a season, full season. But the plus, uh, the greater than $800, again, the school has the ability to tack on if they think it's more severe or if they, you know, um, the athlete lied to their faces. And that's the component we don't know. We Look, don't if know. it was more than $800, guys been betting on different sports. Mm-hmm. Now, another part of this that is interesting is the betting on a sport that you do play. So you're an Iowa player and you're betting on the Ohio State-Michigan game. That's still a no-no. Right. You're an Iowa State player. You can't bet on the Red River shootout. That right. is still a no-no. Though your team is no, not no, involved. No. Rivalry, Trent. Shootout. Always a shootout. I agree with you. That one is, is a component that I think, because I'm going to anticipate plenty of guys, even if they're not betting on their own team, you feel like you got a good, pretty good feel, right? I think, Other yeah, teams yeah. in your conference? Sure, just play this team. The, the sport in general? Mm-hmm. I know college football. I play mm-hmm. college football. Mm-hmm. I know who's going to win the Florida State-Miami game. I, right. I know who's going to cover. That kind of component. That is still considered a no-no going forward. And that, that's the right thing. Oh, absolutely. I mean, inside information. You know guys on other teams. Sure. You know, you might have a buddy you went to high school with or camped with and you still remain close. Whatever it may be, there's still that insider component to this. Uh, one final thing on the legislation handed down. Um, The top level, student-athletes who engage in activities to influence the outcomes of their own games. Okay, obviously. Point-shaving, game-fixing, right? obviously. But the second part here, knowingly provide information to individuals involved in sports betting activities will potentially face permanent loss of collegiate eligibility. What does that mean? You're giving information to a buddy of yours. You're giving information to a, a, a to your buddy, uncle, your dad, whoever. I think this this, pro, this one probably has been in place forever. It has been, but having it there on paper, mm-hmm. this is the one that maybe is potentially something that you could be a little bit more concerned about. It's not you making the bet. I see. So do you think maybe that 
and I'm not saying you you don't know. I'm, I'm well, no. maybe you. I don't think this you is know. speculation, yes. right? So, so um, maybe one of the athletes that's caught up in our state or wherever may fall into that category where you're letting Uncle Joe know, mm-hmm. and Uncle Joe is a known better, mm-hmm. or talking to known betters, mm-hmm. and that's another part of this that I think is something to keep an eye on. Good news overall: the NCAA woke up. They realize that this is a changing world, yep. and this needs to happen. Yep. Absolutely, if you're under 21, you're betting illegal, illegally, that's not okay. Right. But <laughs> they're basically telling you here, you know what, if you just want to put 100 bucks in an account and bet a buck a game just to, just to have fun well, with I it. Well, I mean, student-athletes still aren't allowed to bet. bet. You know, but you want to bet on the NBA right. and you're a football player. Mm-hmm. They're not saying go for it. They're yeah. still going to go through all the rigmarole, but now it is... Hey, you got to go to this class. Yeah, you're right. Which I think they're probably already doing. They do, right? Yeah. I mean, I I, I got to think since May the second that um, the things changed. They, they they all went back to school. Mm-hmm. They all learned the the uh, do's and don'ts uh, when when it comes to this. So we'll see. Look, what I will say this is I I still contend, and this does nothing to change my opinion. In fact. It just moves it the other way. I mean, maybe it's not going to be as severe as some thought. I still don't think that the um, sports betting operators should have been able to post Iowa and Iowa State propositions, betting lines, anything to do with any of the um, uh, of the football-type bets in our state. They should have come off the board. Should have come off the board. Now there's, now there's people out there that see it your way. Oh, maybe this isn't as bad. They're pissed off they took the under. <laughs> right. right. They thought, oh, I got this all figured out. This is easy money. It's free money. Free money. Well, no, now it came back to bite you. So, again, my point, I think, is absolutely valid. Maybe it should be somebody else telling me my point's valid instead of me. But, yeah, right, right. But, you know, get my drift, right? I still disagree with you, but we've had this conversation before. Here's one thing I wanted to see. Have the odds shifted for Iowa and Iowa State since this announcement came down yesterday. So I happened to look. Today's Thursday. What are you so talking about? Over-under or the yeah, actual line? Over-under. Gotcha. So the over-under at DraftKings for Iowa State, it had been a 5.5 135 on the under for a long time, for three, four weeks now. It was 110 on Tuesday. Today, regular season wins. Over-under. Let's scroll down to Iowa State. And see if there's been any. I shift. doubt that it has. Still plus one ten on yeah. the under. So that's what it is at mm-hmm. DraftKings. So there hasn't been any adjustment mm-hmm. or anybody tried to come back the other way now after seeing this legislation and and putting some big money down on the over for Iowa State. But still, it's weird. It started out it was minus one ten, went very quickly up to plus one thirty, plus one thirty five for a long time on the under. Why is it plus one ten now? I have no idea. <laughs> we don't know the books of DraftKings. <laughs> no. I would love to have those books. Oh, I love it. For all kinds of operators sure. and see where the money's coming in. Absolutely. But found that one interesting. You know, a guy that always helps us out over at Bet Rivers, Troy Macker. Mm-hmm. Next time we uh, talk with Troy, we need to see betting wise what the population over under for Iowa and Iowa State is, you know, division odds for the Big Ten West. That's been out there for a long time and seeing if that's impacted or swayed one way or the other what we have with this lingering weight. So now it's back in the hands of the DCI. Yeah, so with their way, I have to believe that the NCAA is waiting for the DCI to turn over the report as to how much player A, B, C, D, and E actually wagered. Yeah, at both of the schools and where they're going to fit. You know how much? How much did do? How much were we able to pin on them? And that, and then we'll know. What but thing, when will we know? 
Well, one thing we've also seen in the past is when there are widespread suspensions that they have shifted them over the course or given the ability to the school to adjust them throughout the course of the season. Is this something, if we're talking about six players for Iowa State, where it's one guy for the first two games, it's another guy for the next two games, and and being able Mm -hmm. to shift that. It's something the NCAA has done in the past. Mm -hmm. We will see if that's something also that happens here. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, absolutely, uh, we and we still in the uh, playing the waiting game. Yes, at least yeah. uh, now at least we know once we do get that number uh, where the athletes are going to fit. I want to go an entirely different direction with you, uh, and I want to give a little credit to um, a, a station that we don't normally do. Did you see the piece? I believe his name is pronounced Dubroff. Jeff Dubroff at KCCI mm. in the sports department over there did a piece on an uh, an Afghanistan refugee who came to the country, I I don't know when, within the last couple of years. Mm -hmm. And he's never played baseball in his life. Never played in his life. I mean, his his name, I hope I'm close. Shadakwat Safi is his name. Okay. And he's become a pitcher at North. He showed up for for, uh, practice. This is a great piece. You can see it on KCCI, uh, on their website, on their Twitter account. Jeff Dubroff did it. Alex Gowers, the head coach over there, do you, have you ever? Uh, you probably don't do many North games, right? No, I've I've done a few in the past. I knew one of their older coaches, so I've done a couple of games for him. But it, it's been a few years. So, so this this kid, this refugee, has never played, can hardly speak the language. He's just um, overjoyed to be here, and I get it as an immigrant. Yeah. Um, and I can't wait till the day that those people get to become citizens. That's just me as an immigrant speaking. I know what it will mean to them. Um, but it's a great piece on how he is. Learning the game of baseball, and he's become a pitcher and a pretty good one. And he's literally been playing baseball for like a month. Wow. For like a month. It's a phenomenal, phenomenal piece. Uh, it's one of those tugs at your heartstrings kind of thing, I thought, anyways. Uh, and well done, Jeff Dubroff. I hope this gets a lot of run. I think mm-hmm. it should. It's up to 267 views. But uh, one of these stories, I don't know, was he his, was he um, was his family part of the... Um, um, the refugees that got out, you know, was his dad helping the Americans as a translator um, during that period of time? Who knows what's behind the fact that they are here, but he's here and he tried baseball for the first time, shows up in flip-flops, doesn't have a glove, <laughs> Wow! of course. And, and Alex Gower, who's the head coach over there, says, we make room for everybody. You know, you want to play, we're going to let you play. So they found him a glove, they found him some shoes, and he's become a pitcher and they just broke a 103-game losing streak. And I believe he was involved in that winning effort. So, really cool. Eighth grader. Yeah, he's right. I mean, he's got four years continue to play. Yeah, looking at him right now, looking at the numbers on the season, pitched four times, got the best ERA on the team. Oh, what a cool story. Isn't it? It's really cool. And yeah. well done, KCCI. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a terrific piece. All right, baseball from last night. I mentioned it briefly, the Cardinals and um um, and the bullpen struggles. We're going to have Brian Walton coming on in the uh, in the second hour uh, to talk about the Cardinals. Just when they start to think, you know, they're taking a little baby step forward, yep. uh, and then they blow yet another one last night. And I don't know if it's on Marmol, the kid who came pitch came in Stratton, I believe is his name, pitched the seventh inning. It was phenomenal. I was watching it. Uh, then. Um, Gallegos, they turn it over to him and just imploded. Another loss for the Redbirds. So. Um, not good if you're hoping that St. Louis can get back into this thing. It's going to be tough to begin with, but man, oh man, when you have these opportunities, finish the job. Gagos had pitched the night before, too, and looked great. Yep. 
And that's what happened with yep. a lot of bullpen arms. Yeah. You look great one night and struggle the next. The Cardinals now nine games back Jeez. in the division. Reds are five games above five hundred. Yeah. I watched the Brewers and the Mets a lot last night. This Did Brewers you? team's pretty good. Yeah. I, I think that well, look, I thought the Cardinals would win the division. Who might have talked? Most everybody did. I know, but I... I the, 85% the, of the population yeah, thought that the I, Cardinals were going to win. Yeah, true. Brewers, and, Brewers, are the, are the Brewers now the most likely? I mean, obviously, you got a big ticket on the Reds. You yes, root like hell for them. And absolutely. Understandably so. The, uh, so yesterday, Cappy said the Cubs are going to win the division. He did, yeah. I was listening to a baseball podcast. One of the guys said the same thing. Cubs are going to win this division. Really? I don't see it. Now, again, if they're hanging around, they're within three, four games. Is Ricketts finally going to spend? Cappy tells us yes, but mm-hmm. I got to see it. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe I got some Missouri in me because I have to see it. They're just something about. But if they spend, what are they spending for? To win the Central? You would want a guy with also team control, right? That's true. Or a guy that... But you know what? That that costs more. It does. And the, and the farm system here is starting to get replenished from the moves that they made when they you know were relevant. Mm-hmm. Um, or the guys that they got called up to the big leads as they made their way through. I, I, I'm kind of torn. Look, it, it's good for our business when the Cubs are good, right? Yes. When the Cubs are relevant, they're, they're the team, the baseball team, uh, that move the needles more so than anybody here. So that's good for business. Um, but what are, what are they making? Are they making a move just to make a move? Uh, that that gets you in the playoffs, but boom. I mean, you're out and you lose yeah. back-to-back games and you're putting the equipment away and you've lost a you know lost a piece from your, your farm system. I get it. You get in, you got a chance, but realistically, do you? I mean, the Braves reside there, for God's sakes. Yes. They are a different level. Oh, my God. You saw it firsthand oh, yesterday again. Just a, this team is so good, Trent. Yeah. The uh, Cubs right now, this is an updated look at MLB farm systems. Number nine. Previously 16th, so number nine. So top 10 prospects, P. Crow Armstrong, we've talked about him a lot. He is untouchable. Brennan Davis, Kate Horton, Alcantara, Mervis, uh, Jordan Wicks in the next tier, Ben Brown, yeah. Jackson Ferris. So they some got some dudes. About. Yeah, they got some dudes. It's getting there, though. Mm-hmm. And what kind of splash do they think they're going to make in free agency next year? Is well, there's one splash that they could I mean they could. But is that going to happen? I don't know. I mean, I, I think he's just par- targeted for the Dodgers. There's a reason that the yeah. Dodgers didn't spend at the same well, level that, this year. That's, well, that's their hope. Although when when he, if if you think back, apparently the Cubs finished second in the Otani race in the first place because he didn't want to go to the East Coast. Did not want to go to the East and Coast, and I think he wanted to stay on the West Coast. I, I mean, saw, you know what I saw yesterday, Mike Francis. I saw on Twitter. Oh jeez, just right after. The Yankees dodged a significant bullet by Otani not wanting to sign with the Yankees. <laughs> they had caught lightning in a bottle. They have no idea their good fortune, really. I mean, we wow. all swing and miss, right? We got segments to kill, but yeah. when they when they come back on you like that, here's a generational talent, and you're glad that your team didn't get them, please. Yikes. Yeah. That is a yikes. Orioles with the number one farm system still in baseball. Isn't that wild? Number and, two? And, yeah. Since he, no, they're up there. The Dodgers are number two really? in this ranking. That's crazy. Guardians at number three. I was surprised by that. We Reds are, are number so disappointed than the surprise, maybe. Pirates at number five. The Reds and Pirates are coming in the division. Yeah. Cardinals at number six. When, when are those guys going to show up? <sighs> well, we've seen a few of them. Yeah, they go back. <laughs> they do. Jordan Walker, mm-hmm. Matthew Libertor. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I, another one, uh, as I was looking through this list, the White Sox? 
are 26th. They got a lot of veterans. They're where a bad where team. are your twins, by the way? I think they were 12th, something like that. Okay, so they're mid- pretty good farm system. Yeah. yeah. What about my Jays? Any? Can you can you find those um, for me? Um, I don't even remember. See, oh, they were way down. Uh, they were 28th. Yeah. Well, they've had to trade away a lot of mm-hmm. their prospects to what's that got them build this team? <laughs> I guess oh, seven games over 500. Is that what they are right now? Uh, fourth place in the division. Well. <laughs> It's hard to run down when a team jumps out to the start that the Rays have. That's true. Uh, it's 11.25. It's time for another $1,000 home run. You can head to KXNO.com right now and enter this nationwide contest by inserting the keyword bonus in the pop-up box. Bonus at KXNO.com. Your chance to win $1,000. The keyword is bonus. Another one coming up in about an hour. Uh, then uh, throughout the afternoon with Murph and Andy and The Drive with Heather and Sean. Miller and Condon underway on a Thursday. It's Des Moines Sports Station 106.3. Come for details. Seems like yesterday. I'm Miller Condon. Welcome back to Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. We take you until 1 o'clock. Trent's plays of the day just before we get out of here at that time. Circus Sports uh, sponsors those. Let's get our friend Matt Poston's Heartland College Sports, where they cover uh, the Big 12. Uh, Matt also, in his spare time, covers the Texas Rangers, which has to be a lot more fun this year doing than <laughs> maybe previous years. This team's legit. Before we get into the Big 12, just a, a quick hit on the Rangers who lead the uh, uh, the American League West. Um, we're a big price to get there. And, of course, uh, Jacob deGrom, their ace, who they spent all that money on, is out for the season. But really, they haven't missed a beat. Uh, and at this point of the season, halfway through, I think people are starting to wake up and realize this is a pretty good ball team, Matt. Yeah, I mean, one through nine, there there aren't many teams that can boast their batting order. I mean, it's, you know, I was at the game last night, and they beat the Tigers 10 to 2. And I mean, there's no let up in this batting order, one to nine. I mean, Leonie Tavares is their consistent number nine hitter, and the guy is top 10 in the American League in batting average. That's just insane. For most teams, he'd be hitting second or third. Um, <laughs> Dane Dunning started last night. He's the guy that's taken DeGrom's place in the in the rotation. He's 7-1 and one as a starter. Uh, he's he's now number four in ERA because he now qualified after last night's game. Um, you know, their only real issue right now is the bullpen. The bullpen's better than it was a month ago, but they're going to make some moves, I think, at the deadline to, to help bolster uh, the back end of that bullpen. But right now, you know, every move they made in the offseason, including hiring Bruce Bochy, that's has worked out pretty amazingly for them. And you know, they'll find out about the all-star team at about six o'clock today and they could have four or five starters, uh, in the game. It's unbelievable. What's the new ballpark like? Uh, I like it, but I don't love it. Um, I like that it's got a roof and yeah. when it's a hundred degrees right. outside, that's very nice. Yeah. Um, but it, it doesn't feel like the old ballpark, uh, that's still across the street. Um, it, it's, it's, you know, it'll probably grow on me, but you know, the ballpark across the street—that's that's kind of my ballpark. That's mm-hmm. the one I grew up on, and uh, that's the the one that I'm always going to look at as the standard as far as the Rangers are concerned. Let's get into the Big Twelve with you, Matt Poston's joining us as we uh, take a look. We get the names making their way to media days coming up. What a weird media day this is going to be. Four newbies, two departing schools. You guys are going to have plenty of storylines. <laughs> this is going to get you through July and into August pretty well, isn't it? 
<laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, when we were talking to a member of the Big 12 last year, we thought this was going to be a three-day thing. And now it's two days, day. Wednesday is an afternoon session. Thursday is a morning session. They've been consistently morning sessions both days. Um, yeah, and Texas is a day one school. They're usually a day day two school. Um, so they don't, they don't, they're not necessarily getting the preferential treatment that they're used to. So, oh, too bad. <laughs> um, yeah, exactly. And, and I feel bad for those kids because, honestly, I think most of the questions they're going to get is, hey, are you getting ready for the SEC? And most of them are like, no, I'm getting ready for this season, man. I still got a right, season to yeah. play. I'm trying to win a championship. And, you know, Oklahoma's going to be in the same boat. So it's going to be it's going to be different because there's a lot of newness, like you said, two teams that are getting out. And then teams like, you know, Kansas State are kind of sitting there like, hey, you know what? We're, we're mm-hmm. kind of pretty good. Mm-hmm. We might go back to a, a, a big-time bowl game again. I might win the conference again. So, hi, how are you? Yeah. <laughs> uh, now, correct me if I'm wrong, it's earlier this year than previous years, right? Did they move it up a week or two? No, this is right about the right time. Okay. Uh, they had that about this time last year. It was uh, during the All-Star break last year. It's going to be doing, during the All-Star break this year. I love it because yeah. I got four or five days of vacation right before it. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That's definitely a good thing. A lot of good quarterbacks in this league. Keaton Slovis, he'll mm-hmm. continue his career now at BYU as he wrapped things up. Uh, the newbies, uh, John Reese Plumley, who we saw at Old Miss. Emory Jones, who we saw at Florida. Just on and on and on. A lot of good quarterbacks. We had this conversation yesterday. Where would you put Will Howard of K-State and Jalen Daniels of Kansas on that list of, of quarterback plays coming in this year for the Big 12? Mm, wow. I, I think... I think the quarterback play is definitely, you know, with those guys coming in, um, it's definitely a really interesting pecking order. I'd probably put Howard and Daniels in the top, top quartile of the conference. Mm-hmm. I mean, talent-wise, both of those guys have the ability to make things happen. They do it in different ways, uh, but you know, they they're just you know they're they're talented playmakers that know that work within the system that they have, and I think that's really key. They don't try to do too much with the football, especially when they're trying to get, get the ball downfield, passing the ball. They they stay within themselves and they stay within the offense. I firmly believe Will Howard's going to be a better passer this year. I, I think he's put the work in. I think it makes sense with his progression uh, from last year to this year. I think he's one of those QBs that you, you think to yourself, well, he was a starter last year and you know, he was a good quarterback last year. I think he has the potential to make a big jump this year if his passing skills improve. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be it's a fascinating league. I love it. Um, Texas is do they? They're always picked, right? Or, or, or most most years they're they're near the top. Yet for whatever reason, uh, they've been able to live up to those expectations most years. Is this the year they do? No. Yeah. No, yeah, it's not. It's not the year for them. Okay. Um, it, it, first of all, it's show me because I've been hearing yep. this for a decade. That's true. Texas is yep. back. Show me. Yep. Second, um, I'm interested interested to see what they do at running back without Bijan. Um, he was a big piece of what they did last year. Uh, they got to go to Alabama. They've they've got. Um, I don't think they have an easy schedule in conference. Um, they're they're playing a couple of teams that I think can can definitely show them the door. Um, you know, at the end of the day, you know, this is a team that in the first two years under Sarkeesian, they've they've been unable to hold double-digit leads and and kind of lock the door and for them to take the next step and be ready you know for the sec next year really to be contend this year they have to show me that they can get a big lead and they can hold it 
You know, and this is a conference where big leads are, you know, are hard to protect because of the way they play offense. But, you know, this is a team that has to find a way to get a lead, hold a lead, and, and make plays in big moments. And they haven't shown me yet that they're able to do that. We know coming into the season, West Virginia, coach on the hot seat. Oklahoma, yeah. I know it's just year and two for Venables, but certainly at minimum has to show improvement. Who else in this conference is on the hot seat coming into the year? Whole go down at Houston. Is he another one? I I think I'd be a little worried if I were him, just because they had it all set up last yep. year to to go eleven and one, twelve and zero, and it all just kind of fell apart. And injuries were a part of that. But you know, Clayton Toon didn't have quite the year that I think everybody was expecting him to have, including myself. Um, so I think you've got to think about you know the fact that he's been there three four years. Um, you know they've had they had a great year, but they had the misfortune of having that great year the year Cincinnati went undefeated. Mm-hmm. So I, I think he's somebody you got to keep your eye on. I don't think that they would make a coaching change after one year in the Big Twelve just because you know Dana has been through this before with West Virginia, where they make the transition from the Big East to the Big Twelve. So he knows what this is going to be like. This is going to be a multi year process for them to be a a true contender in this conference, and I think Houston gets that too. But he's he's a coach I have my eye on maybe year two, year three, if they don't improve the way they're hoping as, as a coach that could you know, potentially end up in the hot seat. But I think you're right about Neil Brown. I think absolutely he is, num- he is the number one guy in the hot seat. I can't think of anybody else, either among the new schools or among the holdover schools, that's really on a on a real hot seat right now going into this year like Neil Brown is. What do we look for uh, with Kansas? It's a phenomenal start last year. Quarterback is back. Uh, what, do you, what, do you, what are expectations for the Jayhawks? Always you look at the schedule, well, there's a win. Um, not the case anymore. <laughs> not, not even close to being the case anymore. What do we expect from them this year? No, they'll, they'll be competitive. I think for them this is all about sustainability at this mm-hmm. point. You know, I don't know that Kansas is ever going to be a 10-win, 11-win program from a football standpoint. But I think they're capable of being a 7-win, 8-win, 9-win program. If you think about Iowa State when Campbell first got there, it took them two or three years to get to where they are now, a consistent, productive program that you expect to be in the mix every year. So this is really, for me, this is year two of Lance Leipold, you know, trying to get Kansas in a direction where they can win seven, eight, nine games a year, be competitive in every game, be a factor in every game. They're doing a better job on the recruiting trail. They're doing a better job of recruiting quarterbacks. Um, of course, they've got the big facilities planned that they're trying to get through up there in Lawrence uh, with the football stadium and everything else. Mm-hmm. So the, the program's in a really good place. It's in the best place it's been in in about you know, 10, 15 years. But this year, to me, is all about can you sustain what you did last year? Can you win seven, eight games, which I think they're capable of doing, and, and just take the next step? It doesn't have to be the next step to a Big 12 championship. It just has to be the next step in your progression logically to becoming a better football program that's consistent and competitive every year. Matt, it continues the conversation about expansion for the Big 12, what's happening in the Pac-12. It felt like there for maybe a week or two in many circles that it was inevitable that Colorado was going to make the jump. Has momentum slowed? Is this just still that wait-and-see mode? Where are we the latest on, on the Pac-12 and them waiting for those TV deals to come in? Yeah, I, th- I think it's just, you know, we're. I figured we'd have something by now just mm-hmm. because the fiscal year turns over this weekend. Yep. Uh, for every, all the conferences. And you've got to start thinking about 24, 25 as far as your budget goes, and the TV deal is a big part of it. 
I think it's really interesting that we haven't heard a lot from the Pac-12 in terms of reporting, you know, uh, you know that they're talking about this, that they're doing that, that they're having conversations about this, et cetera. Uh, I've seen a few folks tweet out some of the content's dubious, some of the folks are dubious. Um, I, I, but I think the, the general silence from credentialed reporters that would know what's going on and would have sources to find out what's going on had been relatively quiet the past few weeks. It could mean that the Pac-12 is diligently working toward trying to find a short-term deal from a television standpoint. It could mean something more. But, you know, I, I don't know where they're at. And I, I, I find it stunning that, you know, we're almost a year into this. And, you know, the Pac-12 still doesn't know what direction it's going. Uh, their media day is July 21st. Oof. <laughs> I, I, I can't imagine George right. Klavikov wants to talk about this for an hour at media day. I can't imagine the coaches want to talk yep. about this either. If they don't have a deal by media day, it's going to be a really, really uncomfortable day. And I guess it's Las Vegas where they have it for yeah, them. Yeah. But they gotta, they got to figure it out because, you know, they need some level of stability. And if you think about, you know, the Big 12 going back into market with their extension for their TV deal last year, you know, if the Big 12 hadn't done that last year, they'd be kind of sitting here in queue waiting for the Pac-12 to get their deal done. Right. Because that's kind of the traditional thing to do, wait until your negotiating window opens with your current partners, which with ESPN and Fox, it wouldn't have opened until later next year. You know, Big 12 went the non-traditional route. And if nothing else, they're reaping the benefit of the fact that they don't have to worry about this right now. No, uh, your mark uh, was was on Front Street, getting out in front of it and, and beat the Pac-12. The reason I don't think that anybody's talking about it, I don't think there's anything to talk about. I don't believe they have a deal. I don't think they have... I'll say this. I don't think they have like the final, okay, here's what we're going to get. Take it or leave it. I don't think they have that yet. Are they trying to convince maybe some of the uh, uh, some of the the holdouts that you know? No, 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 no. I don't want my game streamed. We need to be on TV. Um, might might that be might that be what they're trying to do behind the scenes to get everybody singing from the same hymn book? That yeah, you know what? This is the way the world's going. Soon, everybody, everything's going to be streamed. Uh, might that be the way that uh, one of the delays? I think that's very possible. You know, Dr. Robbins at Arizona made it very clear back in March that he, the most he wanted to stream was 50%. You know, he he, he was okay with a 50-50 split. Anything beyond that, he was not okay with because he said, you know, guys my age aren't going to watch games right. on Apple. Just period. And if you think about the NFL back in the 90s when the NFC moved from CBS to Fox, you know, Fox backed a dump truck full of money up to the NFL and mm-hmm. said, we're going to pay you. Don't worry about the production. We'll figure it out. And they did. And then they brought another dump truck and put it in front of John Madden and they (laughs) emptied it out. And that went along with it. I I firmly believe that if the Pac-12 wants a deal that is going to be on par with the Big 12, I I think it's going to have to be heavy streaming. And it's going to have to be a streamer like an Apple or an Amazon that wants to get into space, will overpay to do it, and is telling the Pac-12, don't worry, we'll figure the production end of it out. I, I think that's the only way they get a deal that's better than the Big 12s is that they go streaming heavy. 
And I, and I think there are some presidents in that conference that simply don't want to go that direction. Uh, and last thing for you, Matt, we've talked a lot about a lot of schools, but not the one in our backyard, Iowa State. From your perspective, what kind of year are you expecting from the Cyclones? Of course, there is the unknown of the gambling investigation and who's got to be caught up in it, if anyone, uh, and there is. Um, and, and what kind of suspensions will be forthcoming once we know that the, you know, how much money these athletes did wager? Um, what, uh, from your perspective, uh, Iowa State, 2000. 2023. Yeah, I, I think that has a lot to do with how good or how bad they're going to be uh, this year. I mean, we're you're looking at the NFL right now. They're about to suspend several guys for the entire season. There's four of them the just yeah, just came down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's a really bad precedent if you're an Iowa State or an Iowa player that may have bet on games or, or may have used an app to bet on something. Uh, based on NCAA rules. I, I think that if they lose key players to that, I think it could be a long season. I think if they're able to you know, avoid losing key players on that team to that kind of stuff, maybe they only get suspended a game or two, then I think they could be a 500 or better team. Good stuff, Matt Postens. As always, we appreciate the relationship. Have a wonderful long weekend, and we will uh, talk to you either, well, uh, probably right after Media Day. Strength and I won't be able to make it, unfortunately, but we'll, uh, we'll rely on you uh, to, to help us out. Thank you, Matt. Appreciate it. You bet. We'll be there five people strong. Oh, so nice. Let us know. Good stuff. Thank you, Matt Postens. Appreciate it. All right. Good to talk to you. Matt Postens, Heartland College Sports, as we take a look uh, at the Big 12. Yeah, the NFL just came down with their suspensions. Three Colts, two Colts, uh, one uh, guy, a member of the Titans, and somebody that was a free agent. So four players have been, two of them indefinitely, and then the rest not quite severe, but uh, certainly caught up in it. Hmm. Uh, We'll take a timeout, come back, finish up our number one. Miller and Condon are on Des Moines Sports Station, 106.org. Good welcome back. Coming up on noon, about so seven minutes before noon, it's Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Uh, for you subscribers to The Athletic who uh, root for the Cardinal and Gold at Iowa State, or if you're on the fence, uh, I think they've got that buck-a-month deal going on right now at The Athletic. And why am I bringing it up? Because I want it to survive <laughs> right. as much as anything. Yeah, Because uh, I think it's a great resource. I love the tool. I do. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a long-form piece on Iowa State basketball that was uh, posted this morning. Uh, it's a good, it's a long read, but it's a really good read. Brian Hamilton did it Okay, yeah. on, uh, on what Iowa State State is and T.J. Otzelberger in particular, the newbies that are coming in, how they fit, what um, you know, how things are going to change. They're still going to, obviously, as we you know, kind of we've alluded to, the defense will still be the priority, but they've got some actual weapons on offense. So for you, athletic subscribers that root for Iowa State or just like in-state teams or like college basketball, really good piece on Iowa State at the Athletic by Brian Hamilton. I'm going to put that one on the to-do list and read through that one. Oh, Mama's coming home. Trent's going to get some free time. We're looking forward to that. I bet. As long as now, I've heard there's a ton of flight delays. Oh, it's a disaster. Is this because of the wildfires? I think part of it. And weather? And weather, and um, there's not enough. There's a shortage of TSA workers, maybe. Oh. But that's in the east. But don't don't forget, a lot of the planes that stop here uh, originated back yes. there. So uh, it's that it's the whole uh, it's the whole chain. But yeah, so hopefully she gets home. So I got two things for you. First of all, 
I got something in my throat, and I don't think it's a cold. So I was outdoors, obviously, last night calling a baseball game. Yeah, you called a pretty good baseball game, right? It was a, one of the wildest games I've done. I mean, i got to be approaching 500 games mm-hmm. that I've called, maybe even more than that. Mm-hmm. It was one of the wildest endings. And, in fact, i got to go back and I want to listen to see how it sounded because <laughs> it was just so crazy. I don't know if I described it correctly really? because it was that yeah, wild. Yeah. So well, I'll, I'll just tell you here. First and third, two outs. Yeah. Valley's down 5-3. They're, and they're batting. They're batting. Yep. First and third, bottom of the seventh, down by two, runners at the corner. So the winning run's at the plate, tying runs at first base. Kid hits a ball out to right center field. Front of the center fielder, center fielder comes up with it. Kid from third obviously scores easily, mm-hmm. so it's 5-4. The kid tries at first tries to go first to third. The center fielder... First to third? Airmails the throw to third. I mean, just absolutely. So he tagged. Uh, he tagged up, but he was going first. No, not tagged up. It oh, was a base ball, hit. Okay, the ball dropped because there was gotcha. two outs. Yep. Gotcha. So he was off with the hit. Okay. Yep. And was probably going to get to third, but the center fielder chucked the ball twenty feet over the third baseman's head. Just airmailed it. Yep. So goes past him. That led the tying run to go. The kid that hit the ball though, he was on his horse the whole time. So he's following right around. He's at second. He sees that ball sailing. Over the third baseman's head, he makes his way into third, then turns for home. The throw to the plate, which was to get the tying run, didn't have a chance, gets by the catcher. This kid had a little league home run on a single wow. to win the game on a walk-off. It was... What what hustle on his part to yes, begin absolutely. with. absolutely. And he wasn't slowing down. You know, Valley was preseason top 10. Yeah. It's been a really disappointing year for them. They're the number four seed in their sub-state. They got to go to Sioux City a week from Friday. They win. They have to go, more than likely, back to Sioux City again. Jesus. And then if they do that, they get Johnston in the uh. state championship. But this is a talented team, and sometimes see this a lot in baseball. It just something kind of crazy happens, and it ignites the team. You wonder if that's going to be the case. I was really impressed with Southeast Polk until that final play. Yeah. They are just year after year and so And where are fun they running. ranked? They're number five. Okay. They're 24 and 11 now after the loss last night. Just every single year, they're so fundamentally sound. So that was crazy. But back to the original point. Could it be that my throat is because of talking in... Maybe. Because I saw in Eastern Iowa, they weren't letting kids out. Like, if they're going to a day camp, yeah, they didn't let them outdoors because of air quality. And I've seen that happening Jeez. all the way. There was talk about that for my kids that are in camp this mm-hmm. week, of them not being able to go outside because of air quality. And I just, I got thinking, my throat was starting to hurt towards the end of the game. Maybe, I guess. And it doesn't feel... I know what a cold feels like. I know right, what a cold's right. coming on or a tickle in the throat, whatever it is. This is something different. It's just kind of hanging out there. And I wonder if that maybe is the case. Maybe. And if that's going to lead to, you know, I mentioned, you know, daycares and things like that are not letting kids outside. Are we going to see that happen in baseball? Wasn't there talk in New York? Uh, There was talk. Yeah, there was. And in fact, I think there was talk in Principal Park. There was talk at Wrigley Field two nights ago that they may not play. Um, I don't know. This is crazy. You know the crazy part about it, Trent? These are, this is, this is Canadian wildfires. Yes. I don't remember them as a kid. I remember. And I grew up there. <laughs> I remember California every once in a while that there'd be a wild farm, mm-hmm. but nothing like this. I don't remember. Is this unprecedented, though, in Canada? I mean, I mean it must it be. Much? No, I haven't. Yeah. But, I mean, maybe the maybe the fire starts and boom, because the, the wind's always out of the north up there. It is. Yeah. So maybe it just gets pushed. But I don't remember having a... Um, uh, going outside or not being able to go outside for wildfire. I don't remember it being a thing. Yeah. I don't know. We Anyways, are. well, I don't know. Uh, 
What's wrong with your throat? But I guess it could be, but you saw a hell of a game yes. last night. That was a fun one Ooh. as we come to the end of the regular season, and we're eight days away from the start of sub-states. The sub-states come out. Southeast Polk got a good, really good path. Johnston, they're going to be a number one seed. Dowling, a one seed. Dallas Center, Grimes in 4A. They're a number one seed wow. with Indianola, the number two. So we'll have a lot of local flavor once yeah. again over in Iowa City. And, and you will do right through to the championship game? Yep, all the way through. We'll have yep. it either here on KXNO or our sister station, 96.9. The Bowl, we will have all the locals well, What's What's going to keep you off KXNO in the summer? Well, if it's day games. Oh, day games. Yeah. I got you. Right. Yeah, that would do it. Yes. Um, but uh, when is the championship game? Is it on a Saturday? Friday. Friday night. And then right after that, it's time to depart to family vacation, as we do every single year. Gotcha. And you'll be gone for a week. Yep. And then we get back, you get back, and two weeks later, we depart on our vacation to Las oh, yeah. Vegas. And if we want to come, we'd love to, you know, to travel along with us. So you can find the details at the Miller & Condon Twitter account, 30% off your room, uh, at Circa. From the 8th through the 13th, or a couple of those days, it does involve a weekend. And the sooner you book, the better your rate you're going to get. But 30% off uh, is available. So you're going to go back to Circa Survivor again. You're going to yep. get your multiple entries. Yep. Myself and the group. For You're going to do million for I'm the gonna first time. You're going to do one, one million. Yep. That's where you pick five games in the NFL against the spread every mm-hmm. week. Are you doing that with the group, or is that a solo mission? Solo mission. Oh, so you're going for the booby prize, right? I mean, I've seen you pick <laughs> NFL games the last couple I've of years. I've got a ringer. Oh, you do? Yes. Oh, this changes the equation. Uh-huh. I thought I had some dead money coming into the pot here. Not <laughs> right. the case. Right, you were glad that I was playing, right? <laughs> Are you sure you don't want two entries? <laughs> no, it's going to be fun. But again, uh, all kidding aside, uh, it's uh, it's no joke. 30% off your room. Uh, go to the Miller & Condon Twitter account. And um, love to have you join us in Las Vegas. You'll get a number of perks, Stadium Swim, Cabana. Join us in one of the booths in the world's largest sports book. All the details there. Hour 2 next. Chief.